It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. Alan Bobby in Grasstown on Real Roots Radio. I'm so glad to have uh, the reigning mandolin player of the year uh, for the world of bluegrass as a special guest on Real Roots Radio today. How you doing, Alan? Doing great, Daniel. Great to be with you, buddy, as always. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you on the program today. Uh, I'm Country, that's one that uh, you recorded originally with the band The New Quicksilver, and that's one that kind of came from the, the Boone Creek uh, family tree, I guess you could say. But you guys had a hit on that song a, a few years ago. Uh, why don't you tell us, uh, with the New Quicksilver connection, why don't you tell us about kind of the first time a lot of folks in the world of bluegrass heard you was working with New Quicksilver, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that probably the first time out. Uh, nas- nationally, I guess you would say. And I was about, I guess I was 19. And I was playing, and what's so funny, I was playing in a band with Wes Golding at the time, who we know was the guitar player and a, and wrote, co- wrote or co-wrote a lot of the Boone Creek tunes. I used to play a gig with him in, in Roanoke, Virginia. And of all people, uh, you know, I knew he was friends with Terry and Terry Balkum and Jimmy Haley and all those guys. But Terry and Jimmy walked in there that night. And uh, they... Uh, they approached me about, they told me what was going on with Dole, they're split up and everything, and asked me about playing with them that night. So it was kind of, kind of a, that was the last thing I ever thought would happen. I, I, <laughs> I thought about, I, I thought about, I'd already thought about playing with J.D. Crow or something, you know, because I, I know he always had Madeline players and I had a higher voice at the time, you know, so I thought about that. That could be a possibility, but I never thought about that possibility happening. So that kind of blew my mind a little bit. But yeah, so I started playing with New Quicksilver in, in 85. And uh, actually, I'd already played. <clears throat> we were talking about talking about Boone Creek. Uh, they they uh, played Island Country live a lot, and I'd played that song in a band with my dad when I was probably twelve and thirteen years old. So <laughs> I was already I was already an old hat at that at that song. song. So <laughs> I I knew that one well by the time we would uh, cut that with New Quicksilver. So uh, that was pretty cool. It had to be exciting for you as a young man. Uh, you mentioned, you know, listening to Boone Creek and listening to a bunch of those types of records. To it, such such a young age to be um, friends and peers with folks like Wes Golding and Terry Bauckham that were a part of one of the you know most influential bands you listened to, and uh, when you were a young picker. Oh gosh, man! I was I, I was lucky. I, had, I have a cousin that's about five years older than me, and he. My dad taught him how to play mandolin also. He's he's been playing at, down at, here at the beach uh, at the Carolina Opry for like 30-some years. He's just an unbelievable musician. He can play anything. But he'd been out playing with the group Boot Hill uh, and learning stuff and coming back and showing me stuff. And he's what turned me on to Boone Creek because they've been playing festivals with Boone Creek, you know. So I, I he turned me on to them. And I was just – I mean, I'd been – I'd already been playing a lot, you know, at, at that age, and I, especially when – you know, the J.D. Crow, the 0044 album that we know is a famous album, that, that that really hit me. And I was already playing a lot more. But when the Boone Creek album came out, man, I just started playing all the time. Anytime I, <laughs> I, wasn't, I, I wasn't playing baseball or basketball, I was playing the mail and I was just so to work with it. So when he told me that, uh, <clears throat> I remember him coming in one weekend and telling me that Boone Creek broke up, I, was, I, I kind of went into a slight depression there for a little while. Cause I was I, I love Boone Creek so much. So when I when I got to play with Wes, 
to start with, you know, him being such a hero, I remember, I mean, I was, I was never nervous as a kid, but at 16, I was nervous for the first few times I, I played with Wes. And then the first time I, first time I went up and played somewhere and even in the kitchen with uh, Terry and Jimmy and them, I mean, I, I was crazy about Jimmy and them too, but Terry being in Boone Creek made, is the one that made me nervous, you know, but <laughs> it was, uh, it was so cool. What made the, the bluegrass music of that era of the late seventies and early eighties so exciting, especially as a young person, uh, you know, kind of developing your own musical paths? Well, I think, you know, for me, I, I started playing when I was five. So that was 1969. My dad took me to see Bill Monroe and I was, that's what it first, my dad already played. And I was watching my, my dad play these contests with my mom's brothers. They had a band. My dad played mandolin. But when it took me to see Bill Monroe, that really got me on fire, you know, at, at five years old. That's, you know, that's pretty crazy. But uh, <laughs> so after after that, after a while of that, they, I kind of lost a little bit of an interest in it. And I liked it all, but it was more old school. And I didn't appreciate really for what it was at that time, of course, you know, being that young. And when I first heard uh, some other guys like Skaggs playing that a uh, little bit more jazzy style, but he also incorporated the Monroe stuff within his breaks too. That combination and that uh, of the breaks and all the the different stuff within a break really just got me on fire. And it also made me go back and listen to Monroe more more closely and go, "Oh man, this is not as easy as I thought it was." It's you know, it's really it's this is tough. But the, his his combo of that stuff within breaks that real jazzy stuff and then ended up with some kind of Bill Monroe lick on steroids or whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it just, it drove me crazy. I mean, I made me want to play all the time. So it was just something special about that time for sure. Yeah. That, that unique combination of, of infusing new ideas with old traditions, uh, makes right. for a, a really a powerful recipe for sure. Yes, sir. That was just, that was some of the best music ever, I think. Visiting with Alan Bybee of Alan Bybee in Grasstown. Now, Alan, you guys have had uh, an exciting past few years, and you've got an exciting new lineup of the band that is featured on your upcoming album for Billy Blue Records. Why don't you tell us uh, who all is in Grasstown these days? I sure will. Uh, well, we have uh, Zach McClam on bass, who's been the he's won uh, bass player of the year at Stigma the last couple of years, and very deservedly so. He's a, he's a super bass player. So he's been with us about six years now, and uh, Justin Jenkins has been on, with banjo with us for last maybe seven years, except for a little little spot there when Gina uh, Britt played with us. But he's been all on all the recordings for gosh, I can't remember how long. And uh, but just a super, uh, he's one of the top banjo players in in the business to me. He just uh, he's so young, maybe he hasn't got the recognition he deserves, but he he will and. Uh, Tony Watt from Boston area is playing guitar with us for about the last three years. And then our newest member who I'm re really excited about is Katie Penn. I've always been a, a big fan of her playing and singing and the band Newtown and just anywhere she was picking and singing at, but uh, just really excited to, that she's going to be in the band and to have her on this new recording too. And you said the new album will be out uh, not long into 2021. It sounds like, right? Yes, sir. The end of January in 2021, the whole album will be out. So we're we're really excited. 
The latest single from the album uh, has been released and has already been a smash hit record for Alan Bybee and Grasstown. We mentioned Boone Creek earlier. We mentioned your buddy Wes Golding. He's re- had a hand in several hits uh, for Grasstown. I know he wrote a song, Kicking Up Dust, that was a big hit for y'all. And we heard I'm Country. That's one that uh, Boone Creek recorded. The latest single has a Wes Golding connection as well and a new Quicksilver connection. Why don't you tell us about Hitchhiking to California? Yes, sir. That was one that uh, I didn't realize for a while, even uh, being the biggest Boone Creek fan as I was, uh, until I heard some tape, live tapes uh, that they had played that live some. But we recorded that uh, with the new, the new Quicksilver in 1985, and um, then uh, well, it's it's been gosh, you know how long how long that that has been. And uh, I'd always 30, had an idea 30, about it. 35 years, if you're counting. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the LP right here. That says 1985 counting. on the back. So. <laughs> I was I was eight at the time. There, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> As Randy Graham used to say when I first went with New Quicksilver, he'd say, uh, he'd, he would say that he had socks older than I was. <laughs> but I, I'm not the kid in the band anymore. But... Um, <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So I'd always had in the back of my mind I wanted to re-record that tune, but I mean, our recording not because of me, but the new quick recording to that is pretty powerful. So <laughs> I just thought, man, I've got to have the right combination of people to really pull this off and make it like it should be, and and really honor the history of the tune, you know. So. uh that's how it come about with just uh, all the players and the band. Now it was just, I think it was the right time. And I kind of just pulled it out and asked them what they thought. And, and Ron Stewart's been helping me produce and, uh, and, and up on the albums. He, he loved it, of course, because he, he, he remembered the old cut. He's, he's an old guy like me, but, uh, so, uh, it was pretty exciting to, to do that. And then we, uh, actually talked to Wes about what do you mind if, if uh, we wrote a third verse to it, Jerry, Sally, and I, and he was he was totally cool with that. So uh, we did that and kind of made it, revamped it, and just uh, maybe updated it a little bit, if you if you will. I don't know how you want to describe that, but kind of made our own version of it. And I hope hope still kept some of the uh, the drive and and energy of of the original tune. Oh, absolutely! It's a it's a fun cut. We've enjoyed playing in our Real Roots Radio for the past few months. And y'all even made a fun music video for the song as well, where you guys played a couple of hitchhikers. Yes, we did. That was a fun day. That was a long day, all day kind of thing. But our buddy Spencer Strickland, who's uh, played with Kenny and Amanda Smith and is a big, uh, great luthier and a great friend of ours, him and his dad will have all these old cars. So they were kind enough to bring up the old cars that day. And, uh, we just had, a, we had a ball doing that. It was, it was just, uh, it was too much fun. And it's, I think you can tell it by, by looking at the video. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Be sure to check out the music video on YouTube. Where can folks go, uh, to learn more about Alan Bobby and Grasstown? Uh, you can go to grasstown.com and, uh, also check us out on Facebook, uh, Alan Bobby and Grasstown. And uh, you pretty much tell, see what's all going on with us. And we're doing a lot of recording. We even got recorded, a, when we were in this time, we recorded a, a, a Christmas bluegrass tune, or Christmas tune, bluegrass style anyway. Uh, Blue Christmas we did, and uh, it should be being played on radio here, we hope, in the next few days, hopefully. So we've been trying to stay busy in the studio. 
Be sure to follow Al, Alan Bybee and Grasstown on social media. Head to their website. Check out their music wherever you enjoy uh, discovering new tunes. We're so excited that a new album from Alan Bybee and Grasstown will be on the way after the first of next year. Thank you so much for joining me on the program today, Alan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Daniel. We sure do appreciate you, buddy. Everyone has time for good music. You got time to breathe. You got time for music. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular. Weekdays, 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.